episode 59, Moon P. Jug and Hobbs. Hey, Hobbs. Hey, how are you doing? Pretty darn good. Uh, you know, it's been a week since that last debacle. Uh, there was some people that heard what we said on last week's podcast, totally disagreed with some of our political views, even though we could not have ridden the fence any more carefully. You can't talk politics about anything. I mean, you can, you know, and and hopefully cooler heads will prevail and eventually it'll dial down a little bit, hopefully. I put the wheel back in my shed in the backyard. Uh, can we start the uh, podcast today with a little good news? If you were one of those first responders, say a police officer, a nurse, a child care provider, stuff like that, the state of Minnesota in their budget came up with like $9 billion more than they needed. Uh, when does that ever happen? Very rare. So then they got to figure out who gets the $9 billion and whatever. It's just been activated, the state's payment system for all first responders that if you file, it's not first come, first served. It's just uh, 45 days. Anytime within those 45 days you sign up, you're going to get a check for 750 bucks. I think they should get it first for sure. And if there's yeah. more left over, great. But, you know, I'm cool with that. I'm absolutely fine with them getting it for sure. 667,000 workers. That's a lot of people to put their lives on the line. And we knew a lot of them. We've had a lot of them on the podcast that were first responders. I remember Nikki, the nurse, she worked at a hospital called Bethesda. The entire hospital it was all COVID patients, an entire hospital. It was really intense. I have a lot of friends that are nurses, so. I'm really excited because my daughter, who uh, takes care of kids at a child care place, she is going to get a check. And let me tell you, that girl's broke all the time. Well, yeah, it's not like anybody makes a fortune. You know what I mean? Considering what you've got to go through to do these jobs. I mean, even if even if you're on the higher end of being well paid in your profession, it's it's not enough. It's never enough. People are just busting their hump, trying to make a living wage, you know, trying to get through nursing school, trying to become a fireman, trying to be starting out as a police officer. They do not pay very well. Rent is expensive around here. Well, let me ask you this. If there were a first responder that you saw online and he was very attractive. Are you attracted to like guys in uniforms? I don't know. I mean, I guess in a way. Also too, a little repelled by it because I don't necessarily love authority. You know. Well, so. and they say that a lot of people that are in uniform become very controlling because, you know, the military is all about control. Yep. The story I'm about to tell you just is so disgusting. Oh, yay. But if you are into people in uniform... Okay. Imagine a guy on TikTok and he is completely ripped. All right. He's a very good looking guy. Well, he's trolling for girls on TikTok and he is a federal agent. Okay. Or so he said. Oh. He was not a federal agent. Okay. But he was ripped and he had attracted 10,000 TikTok followers. Okay. He's getting dates right and left. Sure. Because he's a man in uniform. He's going to keep everybody safe. Well, guess what? The feds found out about it. You can't do that. You can't say you're a police officer yeah. or a federal agent. Yeah. And now he's going to prison. Well, and here's the thing. If this guy would have just lied at the bar, 
it would have been fine. It's just that sure. you put it on TikTok where they can yep. see it. Like, you know, there's a lot of guys who, sure, I'm a federal agent. You know, that I've heard that one a time or two in a bar. You know, on TikTok, you can get a ton of views for the stupidest stuff. I have a friend and he has his two daughters who are very young and, you know, very attractive. They're way underage. And they put on some tight pants and off they go. And they do exercises in front of Ooh, a camera. Okay. All right. And I can't believe he even promotes his daughters like this. Okay. Uh, it's like he's a pimp, really. How underage are we talking? 16, 17, maybe. Okay. And they put up these, you know, videos. The very first one they had a lot of luck with. All they did was sit in front of a camera uh, with their tight clothes on, with their father, and tell him how bad of a father he was. I guess I need more information if they feel like they're being put up to it or their dad is saying, well, this is something they're going to do anyway. Why wouldn't I supervise it and be part of it <clears throat> and kind of control the message instead of them going around secretive like and doing it? Because kids will do that too. When they did this TikTok, they got over 1.2 million views. Oh, yeah. Well then you can monetize. Oh, yeah. And so after that video, that's when he's got him doing exercises and all this other stuff. I know the girls enjoy the attention and they're, I don't know if they're yet considered influencers. I mean, if you look at the Kardashians, you know, there's a lot of people for a single post, they're going to get hundreds of thousands of dollars and they don't do anything. All they do is they get on their phone and they say, I like to wear Nike. And that's all they say. And they get 600 grand or whatever. Well, And I'm thinking, you know, I wish I was an influencer. I've never influenced anything. I've been under the influence of many things, <laughs> but I've never You've influenced. Been an influencer and you stop. It's just that you not online. So I've had some friends of the family in that that were child actors and they were successful. And one in particular got a lot of print, like, and a Chevy commercial that was national and national, you know, catalogs and all that kind of stuff. And it was great for the family because they were able to put that money aside. And then, so when she went to college, it's all set up. Right. But there was a real price to pay when she got to that age where she wasn't booking anymore. And this was at a young age and it can be just detrimental and so devastating for these young people, you know, cause they're, they're putting together this, you know, this image and, and living up to that. That's, it's really hard. I don't care about the kid who's got 15 followers. I care about the kid who's got 15 million, you know? Yeah. It's hard for young kids to you know handle money or fame. Yeah. Well, and if you take a look at athletes, there are young athletes mm -hmm. that are millionaires that, yep. At age 23, after making, you know, 15 million a year, they're filing bankruptcy. Yeah. And you're like, going, what? I don't like the fact that nobody has any financial training when they're kids. Mm -hmm. They might teach you how to run a checkbook or do a simple budget or whatever, but they don't teach you about retirement and all the stuff that you need to know about later on in life. I mean, I didn't start saving any money until I was in my 30s because, A, I didn't have any. And uh, B, I didn't know what a 401k even was. Sure. And eventually I learned. But if I would have had another 12 years of savings that have been in the market, you know, it would have been 
big money or now or more money. And I think it's easier for people to get that information when we were when we were growing up. I mean, people didn't play the stock market. You you, you know what I mean? That wasn't no. something that you that was a thing, really. No. You know, you had maybe a financial planner, you know, and it was you probably had like some kind of a whole life insurance policy. And that was what you had, you know, so, and a pension from your job. So I don't think I instilled the best qualities in my kid. You know, I mean, I've I, I've done OK, but I've tried to you know sit down with my kids and they are bored. Well, right? yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, I know you're young. Yeah. But I, I would like to see you contribute five percent. It's free money they give you, but you know, yeah. You need money now because everything's so expensive. Oh my God. Gas prices. What are they in Lakeville? Because I, in, in Hudson, they're like almost five bucks. They're over five for diesel. That's crazy. I know in California, there's places that are almost 10. Yeah. And you think about if you've got an 18 gallon tank. Oh my God. 180 bucks to fill your tank. Who's got that? Well, yeah. And everybody went and bought you know, campers and trailers and all that stuff. Who's going to, and boats, like who can, who can afford to run them this summer? Like everybody pull your money together. We're going to have to charge to go out on the pontoon. Cause it's, I mean, it's nuts. Especially when you're talking to Marine. Woof. That's a lot of gas. Yeah. I know a couple of guys that have dual engine boats and they were paying over a thousand bucks two years ago. Mm -hmm. Now they're like selling the boat. This is the time to buy a motorcycle. That's what I'm saying. Because you can put three gallons in a bike and drive it for two weeks. I will tell you a story about a bit we did on a radio station in Texas. This is crazy. I got on the air and we were talking about the high price of gas. And there was a guy that called in that owned a station. And his name was Dino. Dino had a shell station that was maybe 15 minutes at the most from the radio station. Okay. And I said, would you allow uh, us to send our listeners at his gas station? Okay. And uh, we were going to charge a penny a gallon. We had his big tanker truck fill up all of his tanks. Okay. Well, what ended up happening was we gave the location on the air and we caused about a 15 mile backup oh my gosh in a major metropolitan area <laughs> let me tell you how big the backup was right on the way to dino's shell station was a place where president bush lived <laughs> president bush and the secret service wanted through the line in order to get him to his house Oh, nobody I thought would he just wanted to get gas i thought he just wanted to cut in <laughs> and just cut in line uh it's me I'm, I'm getting gas. I'm first. That would be really funny. That would have been awesome. But no, he just wanted to go home and nobody would let him cut. Would let him in. I love that. They, would, they wouldn't let him through his own. Through Screw his own you. You're, it's yeah. your fault anyway. We got to pay these prices. Well, it ends up there were fist fights. I mean, it became just a ginormous cluster. And uh, that was the end of that. What promotion. did you think was going to happen? A penny a gallon? Oh, my God. Do you know how much publicity we got? Now, some oh, of it wasn't good. I would but, but, I bet the, but the people loved you. The people are like right on. I think, you know, since then, laws have probably changed enough that if a station tried that today and somebody got in a car accident or whatever, 
then they'd sue the radio station. Yeah, you know, if 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 emergency services can't get through, if the police can't get through, yeah, yeah that's kind of a big deal. God, why couldn't I have been born you? I want to do a Freaky Friday. I want you to be me, and I want to be you. I want to. I want to go back <laughs> to the old radio days and just do that. That sounds like that sounds delightful. Let me tell you another one we shut traffic down with. This one was amazing. Is it? Is it the Las Vegas story? No. No. no okay. All one. right. Okay. This is when I worked at a station called Sweet Ninety Eight KQKQ in Omaha. Okay. What we did was we did a bumper sticker promotion with a brand new mall that was opening. Okay. So uh, it was Sweet 98. We had people come through the parking lot of the mall to where our station employees and vans could then put a bumper sticker on your car. Okay. Okay. The 98,000th car that went through the mall parking lot and got a sticker won $98,000. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I can also we see how this is unfolding. <laughs> We shut that town down for days. There were <laughs> helicopters flying around. It was just bedlam, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, you know, the thing about it was that, you know, always in the fine print, there's something. Sure. And the fine print was the $98,000 would be paid $9,800 for 10 years. Boo. <laughs> oh, that was a massive promotion. It was just huge. Now, I, did the mall like the promotion? Because basically, probably no one even came in. They're just driving around the whole time. That's what they did. There were people that would circle as soon as they got a bumper sticker. They'd drive and get back in line. Did you guys but, give them a count of like how close they were getting? Or it was no. just random? Oh, see, that's smart. Okay. Yep. So you we just never no told one had anybody. any idea how long this thing was going to go on. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and the police were pissed, and it was I'm a sure. traffic nightmare. And I'm sure. Yeah, that was called the Crossroads Mall in Omaha. I don't know if it's still there or not, but, man, I, I will never forget the traffic. I can tell you that because I think the promotion did go for, like, at least five days. Wow. And it was just a stream of cars 24-7. I've been a part of all kinds of marketing things like that for stations. I remember one time we gave away $25,000 cash. Um, and we were building this thing up for months, right? Because, hey, you know, you can win $25,000 and they were going to pay it cash, not per year, but one lump sum. And we were hoping, you know, oh my God, we hope the winner's great right. on the air and yells right. and screams. And, right. and uh, finally, we announce our winner. We get them on the phone. I'm like, you've just won $25,000. How does that make you feel? He's like, eh, maybe I'll buy a mutual fund or something. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I go, you have absolutely no heart rate. You just won 25K. And the guy was like a complete dud. There were people that tried to cheat on every single contest. Oh, yeah. The, the prize pigs, as they call it, which is not a very flattering thing, but. Yeah, there, but there are people, but also too, you got to give it to them. They're playing within the confines of the of the rules, and sure. like, you know, I mean, is it cheating? No, I used to. I think I told you this, but I used to work with this guy who was just an amazing salesman, just like 
just a pit bull, like would not take no for an answer. And in between making solicitation calls, he would call into radio contests and he would win all the time. He had like a Budweiser pool and like a hot tub. And like he had all this stuff at his house because he'd won all of these radio contests and he had multiple phones. So he would have them on one on one shoulder and then one on one shoulder. And he'd, sure. someone, he'd be like, doink, doink, you know. Oh, there were times when we were on the air and we gave away prizes. And when I drove home and I would flip around to the other station to see what they were doing with their music or their jocks or whatever. And I'd hear the same person yeah. went on a oh, different yeah. station. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like 15 minutes after yeah. they won with us. There was this uh, gentleman who used to call and his name is August. And August is the sweetest. But August is in and um, he has a twin brother. And uh, I've met August a couple of times and his brother at the state fair. And they have a developmental delay and they're really sweet, but they're obsessed with radio stations and they call. But what they have is they've divided the list. And so one brother gets to call certain radio stations and the other brother gets to call other ones. So I, at, at the hip hop station, I always got to talk to August. But on your station, on KS95, I always talk to Eric, the twin brother, and they sound identical and they love you, Moon. And I think you've talked to Eric a couple times, but um but they would always make me smile when they would they would call in and they they knew they knew when we were going into songs they knew when the contests were they you know they were they were real students of every show and he always wanted to know when I'd say that you were in the men's room he wanted to know how long and I'm like I'm I'm not sure you know I don't, I don't make those kind of decisions. You know what I did on Facebook today? What did you do on Facebook? This should be a segment. I put on Facebook for my podcast. What's that one thing about you? If you told us we would never, ever forget you. Yeah. I have a service dog. My dog's name is Ritz. Yes. Uh, I got the dog from a place called can do canines. And I was so fortunate in getting this dog. The person that couldn't take care of the dog any longer turned her back in uh, because his disability was too bad to you know care for the dog. And I went up and I trained for 90 minutes twice a week. And that went on for three months. So uh, it was a lot of training for me. The dog was completely trained. It was me that needed training. Sure. And uh, anyway, I finally got to bring Ritz home. And when we talked about Ritz on the air, we would always say Ritz is a working dog. And then people would start saying working dog about their dogs. One day I get an email from a guy named Mike Howells, H-O-W-E-L-L-S, Mike Howells. And he, he wants to talk about Ritz. He said, I think your dog was my dog. Yep. And I had to turn the dog back in because of my disability. And I wonder if there's any way I could ever see the dog again. And I said, well, where do you live? He said, Lakeville. Well, that's where I live. And I said, I'll go to your house. I'll bring the dog. So I loaded the dog up in the van and off we went to Mike Howell's place. And Mike uh, is a quadriplegic. And I said to him, you know, not getting too personal or anything, but, you know, how did all that happen? And he said, well, I had mobility issues and that's when I got the dog and the dog was great. Uh, but I went in to get a flu vaccine. And after I got my flu vaccine, I believe it's one in every 3 million people 
get transverse mellitus and they become quadriplegics from the flu vaccine. Yeah, you. I remember this at the beginning of the pandemic. I remember when we were talking about vaccines. The story came up. Yeah, God, that's scary. And he said, but the story has a happy ending. And I go, well, you're quadriplegic. How could that be? He goes, I didn't get the flu. Right. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, what else? I mean, yeah, that's awesome that he has the the sense of humor, and uh, I can't even imagine what you'd have to do to adjust to something like that. So that's that's good on him. You know, yeah, he's good. So, he's a good guy. Good, good dude. Yeah. So I'd been in Duluth, and I forgot something in my hotel room, and I went on the air and said, "Is there anybody going to Duluth today? Can you stop at a hotel and pick something up that I left?" And there was a woman named Joanne. And Joanne said, I'm going to Duluth. What do you want me to pick up? And I said, my nose hair trimmer. So she drove to Duluth and then she stopped at the radio station on her way back with my nose hair trimmer. It's really so that tubes, Joanne. That's, that's, that's what you didn't know. That is the story that she tells everyone uh, <laughs> about me. Right. I would tell everybody that story. Yes, I for sure would. Uh, Here's another one from my friend Leanne Wright down in Austin, Texas. She went to Graceland and she threw up on one of Elvis's pillows. Elvis would appreciate that. Elvis probably threw up on that same pillow, honey. Don't worry about it. (laughs) He probably did. Do you have a story you can tell about yourself that's like that? That something that's so unique about you? I once locked myself out of my hotel room in the middle of the night in a thong and a bra. (laughs) yeah oh that's not good no no i knew i knew my mistake as soon as i heard the door click behind me and i came to the realization i was not at home and i wasn't just going into the next room then i had to go down to the security desk and like slink across the the wall and borrow a jacket i remember one time i was living in houston and i had to take a really early morning flight i bought a hotel room at the airport so i didn't have to commute and all i had to do was get up there was actually i believe a free shuttle that had to take you like a mile okay and you were at the airport and they had a fire alarm uh, somebody pulled because they were drunk and i had to go outside in my underwear in the summer with no shirt and i went running out and i got about a thousand mosquito bites right because down in texas there's a lot of them I don't know. There's probably other stories I could tell about me. How about about the time I went across about a 40-foot-long tight wire on the back of Tino Walenda from the Flying Walenda's shoulders, me sitting on his shoulders with no net and no harness. I don't trust anybody to that, let alone myself to do something like that. Otherwise, like, I don't know. Woof. I don't, I couldn't do it. I could not do it. I was so stressed out. I had like pulled muscles in my gut. (laughs) So if you want to post some of those on my Facebook, look for moon afternoons. Yeah. We could revisit some of those next week. Uh, Another thing I wanted to bring up, and I think you've probably been there, done that. uh, Have you noticed people are suffering not just from inflation, but shrinkflation? Okay. Where people that are packaging things, And, you know, it might be your favorite yogurt. Like there's a Chobani yogurt. Those things have shrunk from 5.3 to 4.5 ounces. Uh, There's coffee packaging 
you used to get a hundred grams. Now you're getting 90. It's the same price. There was a box of Kleenex in the U S that used to give you 65 tissues. Now you're getting 60 issues and they're calling this shrinkflation. And they're saying a lot of businesses are doing it. Have you noticed maybe that even restaurant portions are smaller? I really haven't. Now that you say that the only, the thing I've been noticing for years is chips, you know, a bag of chips. Like it used to be, pretty full. Then it was about three quarters full. And I recently opened up a bag of Doritos and it seemed more like 60% full, but that's kind of the only time I've seen it so dramatic. Well, a bag of Fritos scoops are marked party size. They used to be eight ounces. They're still marked party size, uh, but now they're 15 ounces. Huh? Wait. And they're doing this with Gatorade. They're doing it with Domino's pizza announced in January. They're going from their 10 piece chicken wings to eight for the same price. Okay. They're doing it in India. They're doing it all over with everything. Well, they're saying too, like, I mean, they're, they're worried about all this, you know, not to get super political on that, but all this grain that's trying that they've got in the Ukraine and they can't get it out because they're, they don't trust the Russians to let them bring it out and to not like hijack it and whatever. And so there's a lot of countries that rely on that because it's one of the largest producers of grain in that area. And so guess what that does for me? Because, uh, you know, we have a family farm that has wheat Mm -hmm. and the cost per bushel generally is around maybe five dollars a bushel or on a good year six. Yeah. After Ukraine's war started and the whole military thing between uh, Russia and Ukraine, both huge wheat producing uh, countries, the price now went as high as almost $13. Huh. So for farmers right now that happen to have the grain that they're trying to ship out of Ukraine, you know, they're, they're making bank. Yeah. Not and, a bad deal for those guys. And as far as grocery shopping, you know, when you go through, you know, take a look and maybe notice those things. See if you're suffering from shrinkflation I know that for my entire life, I've always claimed that my package was bigger than it was. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to do the sex joke or if I was. I was like, we're, you know, you just left a dangling. It's the okay. angle of the dangle. It sure is. Do you, uh, do, do we want to do the, the segment that's sweeping the nation? Oh, two questions with Putin? Yeah, as long as Absolutely. we're on the You got a question for Putin? What's your favorite Real Housewives franchise? You got to pick one. And um, have you also experienced shrinkage? My first question of Putin is this. What fake name do you use when you check into a hotel? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Because we've had many people on our show uh, that would call and they would say, if you're going to send a car to pick up a guest, ask for this. And yeah. some of the fake names were just unbelievably good. Yeah. And uh, let's see. My second question for Putin would be, did you ever own a lava lamp? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> did he ever go through like a groovy phase where he's like, yeah. screw you mom and dad. Like I'm going to read, you know, JD Salinger and I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to buck the system. Aren't you going to go to uh, see the Top Gun movie tonight? Yes. Maverick. Or J.D. Salinger, whoever it was. Yes, I'm going to go see Maverick. You're going to have to give us a review next week. I'm a child of the 80s, so I'm still a sucker for 80s action movies. And, you know, I'm a little embarrassed that I'm this excited to see it, but I kind of am. (laughs) 
I watched Dak Shepard go on the other night with Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. And, you know, he was there to promote one of his own shows. And when Jimmy was trying to, you know, lead him there, he's like, I don't want to talk about my show. Yeah. It sucks compared to Maverick. <laughs> and, and he's like, don't watch my show. Don't listen to my podcast. Get your ass to a movie theater and see the movie. Yeah. And from what I've heard, it's pretty good. Well, and that's why I'm excited because we're going to go see it at Alamo, which has the surround sound and the sound in the seats and everything. Because my boyfriend has a hearing impairment, a uh, pretty severe one in the one ear and partial in another. So like if you if that if that's kind of your experience as well and you haven't gone to one of these to an Alamo, that it's really worth it from what he has explained because the seat moves with you and everything and so you can really feel it a lot better so that's why that's why we like it so do you know that i have a brand new disease i have hyperacusis what's that hyperacusis normal sounds sound like they're amplified like a hundred times the okay. other uh, maybe a couple of months ago i noticed it my wife had dropped a fork in the sink and it sounded like somebody in a marching band hit a cymbal Ooh. right up next to my head. Okay. And then she tore tinfoil and I almost came flying out of my wheelchair. Wow. And I'm like, oh, holy balls, this isn't right. The doctor asked me, he said, have you ever been exposed to loud sounds oh, like yeah. a gun or a loud engine? And I said, well, I wore headphones for six hours a day for 45 years. He said, that'll do it. That'll do it. Yeah. And I, you remember how loud my headphones have always been. Oh, yeah. And now I'm paying the price for that. So oh, if you well, wear headphones, try to keep them down to a, you know, non, you know, U2 kind of a Aerosmith level. I, I always cranked my headphones. Yes. So damn loud. Now yeah. I'm paying the price. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. You probably, uh, are you watching anything? We'll go real quickly. I'm watching a lot of David Letterman's, you know, my next guest needs no introduction. I just watched the uh, Will Smith and the Billie Eilish ones. And those were really good. The the Will I, Smith I one, it's, it's, it's interesting too, because it's pre-slap and how he's been doing all this internal work and how he had to channel his dad during King Richard. And it's like, I don't know, it, it almost does. And he even said that night, like it's art imitating life and imitating art. And I think, I think that was really the thread there of what was going on with him internally when that all went down. Not that it was cool what he did to Chris Rock, but I, it gives it some context because, you know, they've been riding him. They've been, they've been making him look really emasculated for a long time. And yeah. when he talks about his early days in hip hop, how they always said he wasn't hard and like, he wasn't, you know, like, you know, down with kind of, you know, like, cause he was on tour with like, public enemy and stuff like that so sure. you know they they and the whole thing with jada pinkett and blah 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 so it's 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 interesting it's yeah i like that one i do like that show too and well, i've been watching i've been watching pistol which is about the early days of the sex pistols which is really interesting it's on the ooh. yeah it's good it's good that sounds pretty good and my favorite band uh, foo fighters just announced they're going to do two shows in honor of their uh, drummer that overdosed, Taylor Hawkins. Yeah. My favorite band, my favorite drummer. They're doing a show in L.A., a show in uh, London at Wembley Stadium, and I don't know that it's going to be a pay-per-view event, but I do know that they're going to have a guest lineup that's going to be crazy good. That would be Episode 59, Moon P. Juggenhobs. <laughs>